This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. That's <laughs> All right, we got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored at minus seven and a half going into this game. The over-under is at 45. Both teams are about 500 against the spread, about 50-50 against the over-under. It's not a lot, a ton of value here, but what I will say, I lean towards Seattle covering in this game despite that because I think we're starting to see reality set in for the Arizona Cardinals and in particular Josh Dobbs over the past few weeks. Uh, and we'll get into more of that in, in, in just a second. So I will take Seattle to cover at the minus seven and a half in this one. Gino, I'm not as crazy about him as ECR is. They got my QB seven, but he does crack my top 12. Yeah, I do have my QB 10 this week. It's a nice spot for him to have a bounce back week. I think it's going to be hard for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett not to score, maybe both score, but I think there will actually be touchdowns on the board this time around for Gino, which will probably be enough in and of itself to make him a top 12 quarterback uh, this week. Uh, like I said, Josh Dobbs got on a QB 19. It's been a little bit of a downfall. We'll get to that when we get to the wide receivers. Uh, Kenneth Walker, um, or ECR has an RB1. I have an RB3. I have Chris McCaffrey and Eckler ahead of him. If McCaffrey plays, he's the RB1. Uh, like, that doesn't change. And I'm going to rank him as if he's going to play until we find out that he's not because it's a possibility that he's going to. And Chris is like, yeah, fingers crossed. Eckler, <laughs> uh, I, yes, I know it was a rough outing on Monday. It was his first week back. There's no Mike Williams. His target share is about to go through the roof like Alvin Kamara. Eckler's just going to stay my number two. Walker will have a fantastic day. Uh, I'll take him. I'll take him over the 77 and a half uh, rushing prop mark that we have for him heading into this week. And I don't want to touch an Arizona Cardinal running back with a 10 freaking foot pole. Uh, and a little update on Zach Charbonnet was did sit out today. Undisclosed reason why. We'll get more information on that tomorrow. DJ Dallas season. No, God, no, it's not. No, <laughs> sorry. Please spare me. Um, DK Metcalf, I got him over his 60 and a half receiving yards. He's been over that mark three of five games. Arizona Cardinals give up the second most receiving yards to the wide receivers. That's also why I have over on the 54 and a half receiving yard mark for Tyler Lockett this week. You're playing them both in your lineup. Okay, Chris, let's talk a little Marquise Brown. I'm a little older in ECR. I'm not looking for a debate here because I got him at 21. They got him at 16. He's still a wide receiver too. I'm still telling you to play him. But... Dobbs, like I said, last three weeks, coming back down to reality, Marquise Brown during those three weeks where Dobbs has started to play more like what we expect out of a Josh Dobbs, been more like wide receiver 20. It is a good matchup against Seattle because they're tied for the most points for fantasy points against the wide receivers. But I don't know. I guess the question here is, would you temper your expectations on a Marquise Brown? What are you seeing out of Josh Dobbs? I wouldn't have my expectations. I mean, you haven't been getting ridiculous production on Marquise Brown, but what you've been getting him treated like as a receiver one and a target share that goes with that. And that hasn't necessarily changed despite Josh Dobbs, you know, statistics not being as good as they have been. Arizona is still going to be a team that we all agree is lacking in talent is going to probably be down in the game. Doesn't have a running game without James Conner right now. So Marquise Brown to me is still the offense a couple weeks away from getting Kyler Murray back too. So I'm not selling them and I'm probably playing them this week and feeling okay about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to play. I'm just, I'm tempering actually a little bit because Dobbs is just, he doesn't look like a very good quarterback lately. Uh, A and J films trade Mahomes for Brees Hall, Amon Ra, and Justin Fields chase. Well, I mean, hey, 
what else do you got at quarterback or what else are you, what's your plan at quarterback? If, and if Justin Fields is not back in time, I mean, you're getting a hell of a haul back for that. And Mahomes has not been like the lockdown number one quarterback. Yeah. Even though you drafted him to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, so depending on what you've got for the rest of your roster, I mean, this isn't necessarily a loss. If Fields comes, especially if Fields comes back, like say next week, if he doesn't play this week, great. If he comes back though next week and he's fine, you're picking up the sun God and you're picking up Brees Hall. You've got a potential to grab three top tens at their position for a quarterback who is, has been this far a top five at his position, but you drafted him to be top one and top one by far probably. So I mean, I'm fine with it, provided you can make it work at quarterback. And if and if Justin Fields misses a few a few more games, I'm doing it. Because unless yeah. like the, the quarterback's position is it's been hit or miss anyway. You're streaming quarterbacks basically anyway to get you know top ten production. Grab Sam Howell for what, a week. What's the yeah. record? That that's the one thing. If you're like rough already, then take the it, shot. Yeah, yeah like. I'm done. I think I'm doing it regardless. Brees Hall. You're getting three. Brees Hall. Yeah. I think I'm doing it regardless. One top 10 is a player. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let's get back to this game here. Yeah, well, guys, they're getting McCall Hardman in Kansas City. I mean, come on. Dude. Oh, <laughs> I know he's uh, back. He's back. He that game. Great. So I been able to break that news yet. So, like, yeah, there's a couple of breaking news things that we have to talk about that we haven't got to those games yet for. What does that uh, mean for Marquez Valdez? Oh, my God. Like, why? Like, like so, many, so, many levels, flip. so many levels on that trade. Uh, Zach Ertz, I still have him as a tight end 13, which does put me ahead of him at ECR. They do him a tight end 18. Now, I know it's a bad matchup, and I know Trey McBride played more last week. My whole reasoning why I still have Zach Ertz as a streamable tight end is because the trade deadline is only like two weeks away. You cannot sit there and tell me that they're not going to try to put Zach Ertz on display to trade him because if they don't, then you have wasted the last six weeks of not playing Trey McBride ahead of Zach Ertz to begin with. So either you're the stupidest franchise alive, or I shouldn't say that. We've seen some really dumb trades this past week. We're going to get to that. You're one of the stupidest franchises alive, or you're going to go back to putting Zach Ertz on display before you trade him before the trade deadline. So that's my whole reasoning why I think Zach Ertz is still streamable this week. I think the target share does go back uh, up. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you disagree with that? He plays tight end. He's seen five targets in a game before. Let it roll. <laughs> he can my breathe. one thing is that we are talking about the Cardinals here. So when you talk about worst franchises, let's at least keep that in, in the back of our minds. I don't disagree with the point, though. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Let's go to our next.